Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek, and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing, and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. Today, I have Olivia Samples, who is the founder of Kismet Doula Services. They holistically support people who are pregnant, laboring, birthing, and parenting, combining ancestral and modern evidence-based techniques to empower families on their journey. Olivia, thank you so much for taking some time to do an episode here with me. I'm super excited to have you. Woot, so excited to be here. Yes. If you could just go ahead and tell us all about your business and also how you got started. Yes, I'm Olivia. I use she and they pronouns. I, oof, my business. Yeah, my business is Kismet Doula Services. I, uh, in my business, basically support black and queer families specifically um, in the Des Moines area um, who are laboring birthing, parenting, like you said. So uh, yeah, I'm a labor doula, a postpartum doula, a lactation counselor, a childbirth educator, a yoga teacher. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, just supporting families in all the ways that I can um, with education, resources, support, uh, emotional support, physical support, nutritional support. So that's pretty much my business. I started my business in 2019. I fundraised basically um, with the community. And I just said, there's no black doulas in our area. Do y'all think that there should be? And everyone was like, yeah. So of people gave me, yeah. yes, I love that. So yeah, people gave me money to take my doula training. I went to LA and I trained with Mama Glow in 2019, which was amazing. And then someone gifted me my postpartum doula training which was also amazing they were like I see that you're doing really great work and I want you to have this um so I did that with uh, doula trainings international and then I got a scholarship through WIC the women infant and children's office in Des Moines um to become a certified lactation counselor in October of 2019 um so I did that. <laughs> um, and then I recently finished my childbirth ed certification. Um, I'm about to do a prenatal yoga certification. Um, yeah, and I just became a yoga teacher in December. So I just keep growing and finding more ways to serve families and meeting needs that I don't see um, being filled in our community, um, especially around the communities that I serve and the expertise that I have, um, especially in identities, diversity multiculturalism, (laughs) all that stuff. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think it's super important um, for folks to be served by people who look like them. There's, like, Mm -hmm. so much evidence that uh, shows why that's more effective. Um, Yeah, and, I mean, we're also... The other reason that I started my business was learning about the black maternal health crisis, which at the time I was just focused on uh, maternal mortality rates and the amount of women who die in childbirth or people who die in childbirth. Um, But it's actually, as I keep growing in my doula practice, it's so much more in maternal health disparities around infant mortality, around uh, access to quality uh, care, around breastfeeding rates, around smoking cessation, around so many things. Um, There's so much disparity. um, And having support is at least one way that a lot of these statistics are impacted. Um, 
and also makes it uh, more of a community issue than an individual problem. Yeah. Uh, you're really that wing person for whoever you're working with for, you know, like you're helping yes. them through all of life's journeys and all of these different ways. And you're really their, their advocate and their empowerment partner and yes. all of the important and crucial things during a very big life-changing event. Yes, all of that. Some people call doulas birth partners, which I think is a good way to think about sure, it. Just another yeah. person to walk with you on your journey. Uh, the word doula even just means like servant. Actually, it's Greek. It means like slave, but reclaiming it to mean servant. Mm. <laughs> um, and so thinking about just like service or the idea that, you know, especially for me, at least as a doula, I definitely was called to the practice. Like, I got multiple messages of like, you should go down this path or you should do this. Um, And it was really aligned with my way of being and just who I am. And so to me, it's also like very spiritual and sacred, Mm -hmm. um, especially the practice of like bringing life into the world is so important and should be protected. Um, So for me, yeah, I get to be, you know, someone to walk with people on their journey, but it's also like such an honor for me just to witness their transformation and growth in their own life. Yeah, it seems incredibly aligned with who you are I can already I can like feel it (laughs) literally so that's really really cool can you tell us a little bit more about um what it's like to have a doula versus not have a doula for someone that's going through this whole process with pregnancy and everything Yeah. yeah I mean I think so doulas in general I feel like have existed in like informal ways you yeah. know throughout history mm-hmm. people have you know their mom or their sister or their friend you know with them throughout childbirth and pregnancy um and so a doula is really just a trained professional who is able to do a lot of the things that you might get support from from people in your life already um but someone who's trained and has that like specific expertise that can answer all these questions for you but what is it like to have a doula versus not have a doula i'd say for my clients i think i probably talk to my clients more than they talk to like their doctors like they text me call me they have access to me 24 7 if they like want to have uh chat about anything if they have any questions if they want a resource about something so you know some clients will text me like uh do you have you know some yoga postures that I should do or I'm having this kind of thing happening with my body what kind of foods can I eat to help with that or um I also know a bit about herbalism so I'll make people like you know some special tea blends like especially Mm -hmm. in the first trimester folks have a lot of like morning sickness things like that there's a lot of herbs and like natural foods and medicine that we can use to like cure care um but ease (laughs) soothe Mm -hmm. whatever word um you know morning sickness or uh nausea or swelling or cramps there's so many things that we can do um before you have to like call your doctor um for me too I offer a lot of like yoga postures um as part of my practice since I'm a yoga teacher um I meet with folks prenatally two or three times and so we practice like labor positions you know you don't have to labor on your back you have all these options of movement and positions that you can be in Um, that can be really beneficial and feel more safe and calm for your body um, while it's going through such a intense process of labor Mm -hmm. Um, you know I think it's also just like being their friend, like being someone Mm -hmm. who's like emotionally supportive, um, checking in, seeing how things are going. Like I know a lot of my clients, I'm like, you know, how was your other kid's birthday party or Mm -hmm. that, you know, date that you went on with your husband the other day? Like, I think that it's cool to just be part of their, you know, journey in their life as they're moving towards labor. Um, in labor, I'd say having a doula is so beneficial. There's so many, 
um, positive statistics that come out of having a doula, like having a potentially shortened labor, having uh, less need for pain medication, having like an overall better feeling about um, the experience, um, having someone there, you know, it seems like, like silly things, but like having someone to like run and get you ice or get you water or um, put cold towels on your neck or, you know, just give you affirmations of you got this, like your body knows what to do, you and your baby are working together, um, all those things um, mm-hmm. to advocate for you, you know, our um, birth team is what we call it, all the mm-hmm. people who are supporting you in labor. Um, sometimes people on your birth team are annoying or like not helping <laughs> you, you know, like you're, especially pre-COVID, like your aunt who's in from out of town is like getting on your nerves. It's like having a doula to be kind of a proxy to help you get your needs mm-hmm. met of, you know, hey, I'm noticing that uh, it's really loud in here. Can we, you know, take the volume down a notch is something that a doula can say that maybe the pregnant person doesn't want to say but uh, we can you know advocate to make sure that they're getting their needs met uh, and follow through on their birth plan so usually prenatally we'll make a birth plan of like what do you want this labor to look and feel like what do you want it to sound like do you want the lights to be dim do you want to call in any spiritual components of your life do you you know want to dance <laughs> do you want to have music do you want to have candles do you want to have any kind of sense that will make you feel calm and good. Um, so facilitating that, um, doing body work like light massage or like hand massage, foot massage, rubbing your back or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. while you're having contractions. Ooh, those are all the things for wow. labor. And then yeah. I'm a postpartum doula too. So I serve yes. folks up till their baby is a year old. So I'll come into your house and cook for you, clean up your house, do your laundry, hang out with your baby while you get a shower or a nap. Um, I'm a lactation counselor too, so I'll come and assess your baby's latch, help if there's any pain or ickiness, or um, help people with the weaning process of stopping breastfeeding, um, planning for a milk supply if they're going back to work or having you know some kind of change in childcare where they're gonna need to provide breast milk for their baby um, when they're not around. All that stuff. I mean, yeah, having a doula is so like yeah, so you just get yeah, you just get someone to like really like wrap around you, give you a big hug, and like help mm-hmm. you out through this process. Um, I think all a lot of doulas are different um, and have different services and are unique individuals, so everyone has their own strengths. But I think for me, especially, I love people, talking to people, connecting with people, um, and I love food. So a lot of my <laughs> clients get a lot of like food and cooking and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and I really care about, like, holistically supporting folks. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's really, like, have you eaten? Have you sleep? Have you slept? Like, have you been able to get green space or see the sunshine? Like, how is, you know, this issue that we talked about last time going? Like, I really like to look at someone's holistic life beyond just, like, how's your pregnancy been? Yeah, that is hugely important. I love all the natural pieces in there too about just, you know, the tea and like the environment and Mm -hmm. just all of those like an extra layer personal touch than what you're gonna get from not that not to diminish any of the support from the other people in the picture, of course, but you're not going to be able to ask your doctor all of those questions and yeah. your checkups on a regular right. basis. Or Yeah, um, your meeting with your doctor yeah. is like 15 minutes, yeah. and so you don't get to ask all those questions or just text them, like, you know, your concern. Um, and there's also, like, I think about a lot with my doula services that there's not someone to do a lot of the things that I do, like um, helping someone set up a space for breastfeeding that's, mm. you know, comfy and, like, has snacks nearby and, like, all that kind of stuff. Smart. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, 
like no one is really like it's not anyone's job necessarily to do that or to tell you to do that but Mm -hmm. it's like a doula is someone to just have that extra like I've been through this before with a lot of people so like let me yeah you know make this extra you know nice for you basically yeah instead of being a process that everyone's like oh yeah you just figure it out the first time right uh and you'll just get through it and everyone does it so yeah that's it's really nice to have that feeling of just like a very calming presence that has all of this knowledge and can really just, you know, be that advocate like that. I, I got this yeah. kind of person. I'm here so, with you. Yeah, that's. Um, and then with that, so like because you're 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 serving um, all kinds of people, mm-hmm. of course, just about anyone. But mm-hmm. you do have your specialties uh, that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So um, black people of all kinds of diversity, mm-hmm. people in any sort of marginalized community, mm-hmm. low income, all of these um, things that may prevent some level of privilege for those people, um, which brings up that that means that, which is just a, you know, kind of like very frustrating point for m- me personally of like, well, that means that that experience probably isn't the same um, because of in some way, uh, you know, um, it's not as good of experience for a lot of those people maybe because like you said, maybe it's just because there's not someone just like them or because of some way that people that have a lot of privilege have suppressed that. So Mm. can you just like speak a little bit about why that was really important to bring that to our community and why that's a focus for you? Yeah. Um, I think so in, medicine there's this idea of like the medical industrial complex that comes out of like disability justice uh community um or people with disabilities that are advocating for like human rights uh, Mm -hmm. basically but um it basically is the idea that medicine the way that we have it in our country now like looks at a person um and says like these things are wrong with you. So like you, you know, have this disability, you can't walk as well as normal, you, you know, are fatter than normal, whatever. Um, The idea with disability justice is to like flip that to being social, right? So like instead of, you know, you're being fat is the problem. It's like the problem is that our society doesn't have, you know, space for people who are fat. Um, or mm-hmm. like, um, thinking about like, it's not a problem necessarily that you can't use your legs, but it is a problem that in our society, it's not important to folks in general, um, to make things wheelchair accessible. Mm-hmm. So thinking about the ways that it's not really like each of our individual bodies with all of their unique, you know, quirks and flaws and things that are different, um, are not the problem. The problem is like the way that our society doesn't make space for that. Um, and I think with maternal health, that's a very, um, huge thing to look at because it's really a cross for black maternal health or for um, maternal mortality disparities specifically I can say um, it's really not about um, privilege socioeconomic status education um, or even a lot of times your geographical area Um, it's really the underlying factor is being black it's like you can have multiple PhDs and make Uh, more than $100,000 and you will have like likely the same outcomes as someone who um, doesn't have a high school degree and uh, you know makes less than $10,000 just because you're black it's -hmm. like the data all is Mm -hmm. um, it your socioeconomic status doesn't matter um, which I think points to medical racism (laughs) which lord I could really get on a whole soapbox about it but basically from the inception you know of our country from 
the moment that black folks got here, we have not had, you know, positive uh, view of our, uh, I don't know. It has been imposed on us like a, a lack of humanity, essentially. Um, not um, Within medicine especially, there's been a lot of medicine and eugenicists that have infiltrated like modern healthcare mm-hmm. um, that basically injected a lot of ideas around like the lack of humanity for black folks like that we don't experience pain you know at the same levels or um that our blood is thicker or like a lot of like random uh not true (laughs) science basically since black folks got to this country we have never had like a healthcare system that was like built for us or sees us as human beings i think our healthcare system now is better in a lot of ways, obviously, than Mm -hmm. when, like, eugenicists and people are being sterilized without their consent, things like that. When we look at, like, Jim Crow era medicine, um, obviously, it's a lot better than that today, but a lot of those ideas still persist, um, and obviously, that's not too far, that's not too long ago that we were seeing a lot of, like, racist policies and things like that in maternal health and medicine, um, when we're thinking about, like, um, legal like sterilization of black folks that like continued up until like the 80s so if you think about like that's only really one generation of doctors um that hasn't been indoctrinated with some of those things um and what are we what are they still being indoctrinated with currently that we haven't you know like been able to uh extrapolate Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. so that's for like black maternal health and a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of history um and documentation and reasons why um medicine is still so kind of inherently racist but um it is really unfortunate (laughs) it is really unfortunate um and folks should not have to you know sometimes when I I've done consultations before um for all my doula clients I do free consultations um and it's happened like I think two or three times now that one of the first things that a family has said to me is like I don't want to die And it's like, you shouldn't be coming to me as a person to walk you through your pregnancy. Not you shouldn't, but I think it's incredibly sad that people are coming to me as a person to walk them through their pregnancy and their immediate thought or the reason that they want to hire me is so that they don't die in childbirth um, because they're just terrified of that outcome. And unfortunately, it's not uh, unfounded. Uh, Black Black folks are dying in childbirth in Iowa six times the rate of white women. Nationally, it's four to five times. In Iowa, it's actually six. Um, And that is really bad. And like I said um, earlier, it's more than our maternal mortality rate. There's also all these other disparities in maternal health care, but that one is extremely glaring, right? Um, So that really encouraged me to be a doula. Uh, Doulas really have an effect on that. I think not only in... Uh, some of those statistics that I said before, like a shorter labor, less use of pain meds, stuff like that, but also in having a witness, having someone there with you who's seeing what's happening and able to advocate for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Even, you know, prenatally, pre-COVID really, I was going to, you know, prenatal appointments with my clients as well sometimes um, just to, you know, take notes and help them make sure they get their questions asked. There is kind of this inherent power dynamic in medicine you know as a patient you go and the doctor is supposed to have the answers and it's very patriarchal that it just they have the answer and they tell you what to do with your body it's not really a collaborative situation Mm -hmm. um 
And so it can be very intimidating for folks to get their questions asked or to push back on something that they don't agree with. Um, but you're the patient. You are the person who's paying this doctor to take care of you. So you have all the agency over your own body to say, yes, that can happen. No, this won't happen. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. Um, obviously, they wanted the doctors and whatever providers you're using are going to want to do what's in your best interest, but you want to do what's in your best interest too. And you know, you know, your own body. Um, and so giving people a lot of agency and autonomy back, I think is really important for my practice. Um, which is why I try to do a lot of education, um, with my clients and also just on social media mm -hmm. and things about informed consent and your rights as a patient. Um, you know, just more information about pregnancy and what that entails and, different herbs you can use and birth positions and all that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. knowledge is power. Like if you know about yeah. it and you're like, oh, I've seen this online that people do this, you know, then you can tell your doctor, hey, I want to do this too. Um, even if they don't bring it up to you as an option, you know. So I think that's really important for me in my practice. I think traditionally doulas have been like nice white ladies who will like make you smoothies and teach you yoga, which I definitely make people smoothies and teach people <laughs> yoga. But um, doulas also have the power to be extremely revolutionary, I think, um, in the way that we are truly <laughs> um, like walking with someone on this journey, which can like have such a significant uh, impact on their birth outcomes. And also for our community uh, at large to have people who are birthing and parenting children in our community be supported. What does that mean for this future generation of children that their parents were supported, um, had information about how to take care of them and raise them? Um, you know, I think that can be incredibly impactful for future generations as well. Yeah. That was a lot of information. That, that was, was a really lot. Good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Dang, I get on my little soapbox no. about things, about medical racism. Oh, no, it's, oh, no, that's so good. I really good. study. But I really think, yeah, too, as you're talking through that, like, <laughs> you're not only, because you're not only being that support for that parent and then also for a huge piece, the future generation, but you're also bridging that support and, like, advocacy and education to the medical community by being involved, yeah. which is another, it's really too bad that we're where we are and that all of that, everything that's going on in the world has happened um, and that we're still where we are uh, and we aren't past that. But the biggest thing is creating that awareness and then creating that change. And mm -hmm. so that's just incredibly impressionable on our community mm -hmm. and incredibly important so a lot of really big things related to such an impactful moment in life for yeah, yeah for a whole family and a for whole the whole community family. so yes yes gosh yeah so much there um but I love it no it's great in addition to all of that all of these services that you do related to this yeah. you somehow created the time to create a conference oh called Black Kin, Celebration of Black Kin. Yeah, Celebration of Black Kin. Which is coming out in about a week from now. Want to tell us about exactly how you, this, like the revolution of this conference, and then about what, uh, what will be happening? Yes, I basically created this conference because, I mean, 
like I just said, I really do love like studying and learning. I think it's important to keep like growing in my practice and to get more information and more, you know, awareness for myself. Um, so I go to a lot of events and conferences and stuff online, especially with COVID has like really opened up yeah. online conferences. You can really learn about everything and anything right now. Making it more accessible. For sure. Um, so I actually got to go to a summit online, the Natal Summit. There's a podcast called Natal, N-A-T-A-L, um, and it's all black birth stories. It's just like people mm. like saying like, here's what happened when I gave birth. Some of them are sad. Some of them are happy. Some of them are, you know, everything, uh, which is birth. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just everything. Mm-hmm. So um, they had a summit um that was super beautiful and I was like wow I did not know that online conferences could be like this so that kind of like planted a seed um they had like meditation they had a birth worker panel they had all of these um like a policy panel hospitals like they just really included so much in like a really short time and I was like this is so beautiful um and then after that I think like a week after that I went to another conference um and it was super disappointing. Um, it was not like the first one. It was very like um, doom and gloom, kind of like it's just you know these are all the disparities around Black maternal health. Like Black folks are dying at this rate. They're this much in poverty. They're you know all these things. Um, it literally like there was a slide that was like all these like statistics and ways that black folks were failing in maternal health it was so sad it was like smoking cessation accessing prenatal care in in the third trimester um you know just all these statistics and it's just a whole slide of like all the ways that like my people don't measure up which is Mm. very you know sad and disheartening um and I just after that event I got really you know sad like I cried (laughs) I think I might have like puked honestly like feeling just so sad and overwhelmed I mean especially around black maternal health the you know it's inherently about creating new life it's inherently you know very joyful I think especially as a doula I get to see a lot of the joy of it of you know grand like people becoming grandparents for the first time or like you know seeing that baby for the first time um Mm -hmm. you know outside the womb (laughs) I was like stateside I don't know what the word for that is um but yeah it's you know we get to see a lot of joyful moments um and celebrate with families and so having a conference that was just about disparities and death and dying and violence was really sad to me um and so yeah I tweeted jokingly I'm gonna make my own conference (laughs) and a lot of my friends hyped me up and I was like oh maybe I will um And yeah, at the time I was living in North Carolina um, because I had moved home last year when my dad got diagnosed with cancer. Um, And so I decided to move back to Des Moines once he was in remission. Um, And then, yeah, he actually ended up passing away. But then after all of that, (laughs) I came back um, and rejoined my fellowship with the Mid-Iowa Health Foundation, um, which I had been in previously um, and then left to move and then rejoined when I came back um yeah so I rejoined my fellowship and I was like hey I have this idea for this conference which I'll be into letting me do that as my fellowship project um because the fellowship is all about creating systemic change so it's about creating change that's lasting that gets at the root of the problem um and to me uh, an exchange of ideas and like creating space for just like new ideas and also like specifically around joyful topics um is creating systemic change because it really gets to this idea that 
um, people are autonomous and have expertise in their own lives and their own bodies um, we don't need like public health officials to give us statistics of like maternal health disparities for it to be a maternal health conference um, we can also just as a community share our wisdom with each other um, talk about experiences that we've had or ideas that we have for how we can move forward um, and that can be you know beautiful and real and um, professional whatever um, so yeah, that's basically the intention behind my conference. Um, and, uh, as I was telling you before, it's based on the tenets of reproductive justice. So the ability to have children, the ability to not have children, the ability to parent children in safe and sustainable communities and the right to bodily autonomy. Um, so, and I also wanted it to be expansive because usually when we're talking about black maternal health, we're talking about black women um mm -hmm. and you know people who are not women give birth people who are trans people who are mm -hmm. non-binary people who identify as men can give birth um we also don't always include partners or people who are like supporting the person who is pregnant and i think as a community even if you don't have kids don't plan on having kids whatever there's children in your life or at least there should be hopefully <laughs> um and children are you know the future of our community of our society um, and so I think it's also really important for us even you know me who doesn't have children to know how I can support people who are pregnant and parenting uh, in my community and understand you know the experiences that they're having uh, if I value you know having healthy happy kids in my community so yeah <laughs> that's my <laughs> conference I feel yeah. like it just kept growing I, and growing it was just like oh I'm gonna have a conference and now it's like a whole week of events and giveaways yeah. and it's a whole <sighs> yeah. week of events and giveaways and if somebody that's listening is interested in being a part of that is there somewhere that they can get some more information to oh my gosh look yes into that they can find out more on my website kismetdoulaservices.com um, slash blackkin dsm it's also on facebook and instagram at blackkin k-i-n d-s-m um and they can register at all those places um you can sign up for giveaways at all those places too pretty much um yeah that's pretty much how people can get involved yeah i'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your father that's oh, thank you incredibly difficult this whole conference just really massive undertaking and I'm really excited to see how it turns out which I'm sure is going to have just a massively positive impact and create all sorts of new connection and knowledge so that's awesome another uh really kind of innovative idea that you have had related to all of this is um how you're able to provide uh, what was the word that you used? The mutual, mutual um, aid, mutual aid yes. within the community to be able to like create assistance to create a level of support. Yes, mutual aid is basically the idea that uh, we all are responsible for each other, essentially. So if you think about you know anything that we believe that folks should have, like I believe that you know folks shouldn't be homeless or houseless. Mm -hmm. um, and so like how can I share resources with other people to make sure that that's the case? There are a lot of mutual aid groups in our community in Des Moines, uh, which is really amazing. I volunteer with Des Moines Mutual Aid and deliver like burritos and supplies to houseless folks on the weekends, which is pretty cool. Um, but I also yeah implement it in my business. Um, with once again the idea that we all you know belong to each other are responsible to each other on some level so thinking about 
um, children and people who are pregnant and parenting in our communities. Um, I think that they're incredibly important, doing incredibly important work in raising children or, you know, gestating children. Um, and so thinking about the ways that we as a community can support those folks, um, whether we have children or not. Um, it's really important. So yeah, last year I did a fundraiser for five families um, to basically support them paying for services. Um, and I also just utilize it in my business as a principal so people can pay, you know, a discounted rate, pay what it costs or pay a little bit more um, based on, you know, their financial situation and what they can afford. I also take barters and trades, um, recognizing that Lots of other things are valuable other than money, um, like cooking me a meal is valuable or like seeds are valuable or, you know, like detailing my car is <laughs> valuable. Mm -hmm. Like I've had people offer to do all kinds of things and it's like, yeah, a lot of things, you know, are very valuable um, besides like cash. Um, so, yeah, that's how I implement mutual aid in my business. I really try to make doula services accessible. I think, you know, I think everyone who wants to have a doula should be able to have one. So I really try with my business to make that a reality and a lot of cool people in our community and you know honestly like across the country which is kind of wild um have donated to my fundraisers and stuff to support folks getting doula services so yeah that's really beautiful I think it's amazing that our community supports people in that way um and I'm honored that I get to serve people who might not otherwise be able to afford a doula um if I didn't offer that so yeah, my goal with my business is not to make like a million dollars. It's really like people deserve to be supported in pregnancy and yeah, parenting. Yeah, truly serving <laughs> yeah. and bridging a gap. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's it's such a. I mean, it's not a new concept, right? But at the same time, um, it's something that a lot of us probably aren't thinking about on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and um, it could be a really easy thing to either implement or think about as a way of being able to serve others in the community mm -hmm. um, or be able to ask for something that we need depending on where we are at on that spectrum yeah absolutely yeah. there's I've been implementing bartering in so many areas yeah. of my life like with my sword fighting instructor <laughs> we barter yoga classes for sword fighting classes oh it's like gosh. that's amazing or the person who gives me massages I cook cook them a meal like once a week so it's there's so many things that are valuable other than money and especially as we continue to live and you know, a world, especially in COVID and a lot of the things that are going on in our world right now that mm -hmm. are terrifying and like tear us away from each other and keep us, you know, poor and, you know, struggling and burnt out at our jobs and things like that. Like we need to take care of each other. We all have so many resources, you know, resources are ab abundant. There's an, more than enough for everyone to have. Yeah. Speaking of all of these resources, if, um, which I'm sure there are people listening who are expecting um, yes. at this moment, or maybe they're postpartum, one or the other. Mm -hmm. What would be advice that you would give across the board to someone in that position or is, wants to be in that position of the future, yes. I guess, too? Yes. I'd say anyone starting their fertility journey who's pregnant, who's close to being birthing, who's already postpartum, my number one like advice for anyone is to create your pod, which there's a lot of information about this on the internet about like pod building. Uh, if you search like pod building and Mia Mingus, there's a lot of good templates and resources out there about that. But creating your pod is basically like creating your circle of support. So like 
instead of a lot of us, we are like, oh, yeah, I know, like, my sister will help me out if I need it, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But you can also think in advance, like, a great example is me with this freaking conference. <laughs> for the conference week, I'm like, it's going to be so hard for me to do my dishes, for me to do laundry, for me to, um, you know, like, cook for myself with all of these things going on. So this week, I made a list of, like, every single day I need to <laughs> eat three meals and I need to do yoga and I need to do all these things. So who can support me in making those things? things happen so thinking about like who are like my you know pick a number like top 10 people who I know are down to support me with things and then giving them a specific you know ask so like to my partner hey can you bring me dinner on Wednesday night (laughs) and being very specific and be like hey this is what I need in order to keep doing the things that I'm doing if you're pregnant and parenting you know like I support folks in making like meal trains so people can sign up to bring Mm -hmm. them meals Or, um, you know, thinking about if you're just having a bad day, like make a list of like three people you can call. So you don't feel, you know, when you're in that, um, like you don't have to think like, oh gosh, who can I call? I don't want to be bothering someone. I don't want to whatever. You can have that list of three people and be like, hey, if I'm having a bad day, can I call you? They're going to say yes. (laughs) Like they, everyone who you're thinking of is probably going to say yes because they love you and want to support you. But having that kind of thought out in advance, like, oh, if I'm you know, feeling nauseous, who can bring me a gender smoothie? It might be your doula. It might be like your best friend. It might be, you know, whoever, but just having that, you know, in advance, these are the people who I know for sure will support me, um, is really important because like I said, with mutual aid too, we can't survive alone. Like we all need people, um, in our circle and calling them, calling on them for support in advance can be like a really big practice for you to just feel held by the people who love you. That's really good. Yeah. Thinking about that in advance, because when you're in the moment with anything, (laughs) yeah, you're like in chaos, you know, in chaos, or it feels like it's chaos, or you just feel stressed or whatever. And you just, you don't want, you don't know what to do, or you don't, you create all the excuses for why you can't talk to someone. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Or you don't eat like that would be me when I get busy and stressed. I I don't eat. eat. Uh, Me too. That's why I was like, (laughs) all right, who's going to bring me food? Yeah. Or like, you know, my mom was like, can I get you a gift card? I was like, yes, that's so helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really important to think about how you can take care of yourself and then like how you can also take care of yourself in community, not Mm -hmm. just, you know, alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Smart. Love it. Uh, (laughs) Similar to that. And the same thing could apply. But uh, so if someone is either aspiring to create their own business, they've got this like dream or they know that they should do this thing, or maybe they've just already taken that leap and they're, they're in it. What would you tell them as someone that is um, just really making a big difference already (laughs) as a new business owner doing all these things? What advice would you give them? Um, I'd say, well, my number one advice for people who always, who hit me up and are like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about being a doula. Um, I usually say just go for it. Honestly, there's like, you know, there for being a doula, especially there's no like certified national certifying body. There's no prerequisites. There's no nothing. It's just like, go take your training. Then you're a doula. So it's, you know, just go for it. Like believe in yourself, um, believe in your dream, believe in your skills and just like, do it. I feel like that's something that a lot of people tell me they like about me is I just have an idea and just do it. Yeah. Um, make it happen. Make it happen. Um, yeah. 
And the other advice that I would say is like make connections. I think something that is still like so, so, so much serving me is like in the beginning of becoming a doula, I just hit up a lot of people and was like, hey, can I take you to coffee and like learn more about what you do mm-hmm. or your role at the hospital or whatever? Um, and I took a lot of people to coffee and now I think it's even easier to have like a 30 minute Zoom conversation like, hey, like what is up with your business or whatever? Because um, so much of the things with the conference I can point to, it's because I know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of the sponsorships, like like a lot of money <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, wow, I can point to like, it's because I know this person and they made this connection for me. Um, and so like really valuing, you know, relationships with people, um, valuing like your brand but really like your values as a person and showing those outwardly um I think is super important and will serve you so 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 well I'm always down to connect with new people so if anyone is like I want to connect with Olivia hit me up you can schedule a connection on my website um but I think that's something that has served me so 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 much um I also love people so I think that's part of it too but yeah that has served me a lot people making connections and um like sending me resources or being like, oh, I heard about this and I think you should be on it has gotten me so many great opportunities, truly. Yeah, uh, I love that. I think that's such great advice to talk to. I mean, really, every, people always like talk themselves out of asking someone for a conversation too. And that's another thing where Don't. people are going to say yes. Yeah. Or, you know, they may, and it may not be the right moment for them, but they will, They everyone wants to mm-hmm. help and to see you do great things and to be able to support each other and so mm-hmm. uh I I just I can't advocate for that exact same thing enough is it just yes. um, you can do the things just yeah just use your resources find for the sure. people yeah create your support group so love that uh and then uh really my very last question for you is what um You've got all of these things going on and really just continuing exactly what you're doing is um, amazing. What's next? What are your goals for what's coming up for Olivia? Yes. What's next? Oh, my gosh. I, yes. Well, this conference is one big thing that's next coming up in a couple weeks. I am so excited for this offering, like outpouring of my love for the community, honestly. So um, I'm really excited for that. Um, after that is my birthday, so I'm going on vacation, you know, I'm always on, you know, self-care, so I'm for real practicing that and going on vacation after this, um, but then when I get back, I am going to be serving a lot more dual clients, so, um, I'm part of a couple of different programs that serve folks in the community, and I also am just upping my capacity of being able to serve more doula clients, so I'm going to be serving a lot more families, um, which is really exciting. Um, I'm part of, like I said earlier, the Young Women's Resource Center's, Mm -hmm. uh, doula program. They have a Young Moms program, so I'm really excited to serve more folks through there. Um, the Department of Public Health is also releasing a doula program, so that's very exciting. Wow. Um, and what else? I'm doing prenatal yoga certifications, so I'll be teaching prenatal yoga for folks in the coming year. Um, I am also finishing out 
creating a curriculum for childbirth education. Um, so a childbirth education course that's anti-racist, that includes like all the different ways that families can look like single families, polyamorous families, like queer families, mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, I think that will be super beautiful and exciting. Um, what else? I don't know. That's a yeah, lot, that's a lot though, of things. Really, there might be and more And I'm sure things. there's more. I yes. mean, I can just probably see that <laughs> spinning, but... Uh, I have new ideas <laughs> over breakfast, you know, whatever Alice in Wonderland said. I have 100 ideas before breakfast. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's me. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, a lot of really exciting things. I think just in general, like continuing to grow um, in my doula business. This is only my second year of business, which is super wild, but... Yeah, it's just going to keep compounding yeah. for you. And so that is um, those ideas. You're just going to do so many great things for our community. So thank you for doing that. Yes. Thank you for taking the time to be here and to share your story and about everything um, that you are doing and advice to our people. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. So yes, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Had a great combo. Thank you for listening to the Amplify Iowa podcast. If you enjoy these stories, please leave us a review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and follow Amplify Iowa on social media. A-M-P-L-I-F-I-A. Amplify Iowa. Small businesses. Doing big things.